There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. Love your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. Yes. <laughs> Put the nipples on the back instead of the front. You gotta put them on the back. See that butt? Is it a pussy or a butt? Feet or hands? You can do anything you want to an animal if you work at an animal testing facility. That's what I've learned from some listener emails. Is that right? I don't know if you- that's true or good. Nipples on the back, my friend. Really? Hey, Kissel, what's your favorite part of your house. Welcome to Side Stories, favorite? everyone. Are we starting the show like that? Yep. Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben. That's Henry. The favorite part of my house? What's your favorite room to be in? The bedroom, where I sleep all day if I can. It's my favorite hobby. You really saddened me. What do you want me to say? I would say, I, I don't know, man, because you do have a little breakfast nook, or you have the potential for a breakfast nook in a little kitchen of yours. Yes, my whole life is nothing but potential. Dare some say unfulfilled potential. I don't care. I didn't make the jar. I am just living my best life. I have I have a bathroom, a living room, a game room, an office, and a bedroom. If I had it my way, I would mostly spend time in the bed taking a nap, which I did extensively over the weekend. But then at some point, you're right, Henry, and I think you're thinking this. Maybe you're not. It does get a little bit depressing. So you do you- sound like you sound like a case study of clinical depression. Well, hey, whatever. As long as it's uh, medical, then it's fun for me. Then it's fun for you, and it's legal to talk about to anyone that you see. But yes, you could. You did have a little breakfast nook. You could do it because I love how you could have a little romantic brunch by that window near your fire escape that looks at the other brick wall. Sure, you could sit on that a little table there, and you can have your cafe au lait. You know how you love using espresso machines. Absolutely, Puffin and I hanging out there. Eating some croissants. Um, Puffin, of course, could have his orange juice, get his citric acid up. I totally agree. I assume you're talking about houses because you are in the midst of a massive situation when it comes to a move. What are you thinking, Henry? What do you want to see? What's your favorite room in the house? This is one of the most exciting conversations in the history of side stories, and I'm thrilled about it. No, right now, my favorite room is the bathroom. Of course. Because it's where... The but, privacy can be gotten. Okay, I thought the, the bathroom. bathroom. I thought the bathroom was so assumed that that is technically the favorite room that we weren't even talking about the bathroom. I don't know because I feel like some people say, "Oh, the living room because that's where you can be with your family." Oh, <sighs> the bedroom because that's where sleep and sex can happen. But the bathroom's nice because the bathroom's like an office that no one can enter because if they do, they're a pervert. That's even if I have an office because we've talked about this. Right. Even if I get an office one day, like I have a home office, mm-hmm. like I have to allow people into the home office at any point if they ask. Natalie, because that's how it works. Yes. When you have a wife and you have a home office, you can never say like you can't go in this room. Nope. You can't go. We know about this. We've said about this. If you have a room in your yep. house that you're not allowed to go into, you better break into that room because. Someone's doing fucking nefarious blood experiments in there. They don't have a license to do. I completely agree. You got John Wayne Gacy in there tying up young people. If there's a room in your house you're not allowed to go into, put on your Tom Cruise uh, Mission Impossible pants, hover down, and make sure that your husband or wife isn't a serial killer. 
Hopefully, they're also not really getting into knitting because, hello, every Christmas gift for the next 10 years is going to be a sock, it's going to be a scarf, it's going to be gloves, and I'm like, I get it, you know how to knit, and this is- You love knitting. You love knitting. We've gotten some love. You remember that scarf you got from a fan? It was unbelievable. It was one of the greatest scarfs I've ever had, and I still still have it today. I don't wear it because it's so nice. It's so nice out. It's the fucking spring. Yeah, that's why you don't wear a fucking scarf. No, it's because the product is is so- You're not wearing a fucking scarf right now. Are you doing that with me? No, it's because it, the product is so nice that I don't wear it. It's not, it's, this is the first day it's been nice in New York City in over eight months, and I can't even really enjoy it because evidently there's a serial killer in the version of some pandemic out there. You did. It is out there. You can't do air quotes because they can't see it <laughs> on the show. They can't see it. It's a podcast. It's a radio show. Uh, no, it is It is really It's. It is frightening, right, to go outside. Right now, it's a part yeah. of the problem, right? That's what's nice about sitting here. We sitting here, we can we can yell into microphones. I know this microphone doesn't have a disease, unless it's been it's learning to be funny from me. It and absolutely it got funny AIDS be. like I got a long time ago, which I'm living with. You can live with funny AIDS now. Well, and of course, funny AIDS, for those that don't know, it's the only non-sexually transmitted disease that there is, because in order to be funny, you must never be touched until you are well into your 30s, uh, just when you finally make the right person laugh, and you realize, wow, I can be loved. I can be loved. It's nice, because sometimes that's what you have to do. The only way to make someone love you is you have to make them laugh. And we've talked about this many times. If you're an uggo... Like ourselves, sure. you got to create an equalizer. Uh, so this first story, talk about creating an equalizer. This guy, he drove a train. Now, this, this story came out the day after last week's episode, so we didn't get to cover it. And right. Now, I think we're going to go into a flurry of various COVID-19 related stories, um, even though it's, it's, I don't want to. I don't even well, want to talk. I don't want to talk about this bullshit we're, anymore. We're going to go COVID adjacent. It's not so much about the virus because we are not doctors, but it's interesting how people have reacted specifically to the news and when fear is sort of integrated into everyday society, how it triggers certain folks to, let's just say, live the best version of themselves to themselves. Yes, and it's almost like we're a part of some gigantic media slash uh, military industrial slash government system that thrives on our fear. And uh, now this is like a golden age of mass fear that they're using to manipulate us. And I'm not really certain which way or why. And I scream at my therapist about it. Right. Uh, And she also has no answers. And I'm starting to think she's in on the cabal. She might be. That's why she always has you speak into the bouquet that's on her desk. Those are microphones, my friend. Start freaking out every time you see flowers. That's what I No, I do bits for them. Good. I jump into voices. That's absolutely wonderful. The therapist loves it. So here we go. This story is about a, he, I'm going to say he conducted a train, but he conducted (laughs) it in a very unruly manner. This comes from NPR.org. So I'll do, let me do the voice for the title. Okay. Train engineer says he crashed an attempt to attack Navy hospital ship. In Los Angeles. Now, this is it's, normally you're going to say, like, how does a train attack anything? It's on rails. Right. You can't just pull it to the left or the right, right? That's this the guy whole found point. Away. That's the whole point of the rails. Keep you on the single track. I thought so, but this guy, he fucking went full John McCain with this, full Maverick. Okay. So, he went rogue. 
A train engineer told police in Los Angeles that he intentionally crashed his locomotive at high speed near the USNS Mercy Hospital ship in what seems to be a bizarre attempt to expose a perceived conspiracy. Eduardo Moreno said he doesn't believe that the, quote-unquote, the ship is what they say it's for. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles, the freight locomotive was traveling at a very high speed when it crashed through barriers, plowed under a highway overpass, and skidded to a stop more than 250 yards from the Mercy. So he didn't quite get it. All right. Well, not even close. That's two football fields plus a half a football field. I will say 250 yards is a lot closer than that train was supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. Towards that hospital ship. And the, the ship that was in the... In the sights of this train was the USNS Mercy. Of course, that's a hospital ship uh, that was sent there to help people who did not have coronavirus uh, so that they would not have to go to the hospitals to keep those ventilators open. So this guy really, I guess he, any ship would have triggered him at any time, or was it really just the uh, the amalgamation of situations? We don't know where he got these ideas from, but they are all over the internet currently. Sort of the idea, which I think comes up with any sort of uh, moment of national panic, that this is the time when martial law is about to be enacted. We are starting to see shades of it, but oh, mostly absolutely. they are there to help the people that we, that technically, a lot of times people are there to protect the grocery store workers that are unfortunately just uh, in the, at the fucking front lines of this shit. They so are. people with assault rifles are sometimes showing up to protect some of these people. But I also, you could see the feelings of the entire country because do I trust our current administration with a bunch of freewheeling people with AK-47s walking around under their direct orders to suppress us? Not really. And we do have some grocery store stories coming up for you uh, a little bit later on in the episode. Grocery stores are now battle zones and we are the biological weapons. So we will talk about that briefly uh, coming up here in the uh, in the episode. But when it comes to people thinking that we are in a martial law situation, obviously, if you cobble together all a lot of what the governments are saying and you only saw that 100% as your worldview, I understand how this could trigger mental illness. Specifically in your case, Henry, you have your mayor who is like, snitch on your neighbors. You'll get it a really reward. Is- Which I'm like, it's not. A- I just don't like to ever hear my government be like, snitch on your neighbor. So for this guy he's taking all of this information in and i we have no idea where he's getting it from no but evidently no, we, q inspired him enough to really commit this act of violence s- sort of so he sort of says this idea he sees this ship i think and it's a big crazy looking military looking ship with red crosses on it and right. he does not trust it according to him what he says is you only get this chance once the whole world is watching <laughs> i had to People don't know what's going on here. Now they will. At night, they turn off the lights and don't let anyone in. Am I going to expose this to the world? When was the last time you went to Dodger Stadium? We might not be able to go again. So he said that he was putting all the pieces together, and he believes that they are segregating us and it needs to be put out in the open. He said he was pushing the last train of the last train car of his workday at the yard with his locomotive on March 31st, right? When he started thinking about Everything that was going on. Right. And he said, just kept going and going Uh and going. Moreno told police, I don't know. Sometimes you just got a little snap. Uh Uh-huh. Man, it was freaking exciting. I just had it, and I was committed, and I just went for it. I had one chance. Mm -hmm. He said, no one was pushing his buttons to make him do it. He said, I jumped the train off the tracks. I can't wait to see the video I took the train off the end. I tried to get attention. He also played 8 Mile by Eminem throughout this entire process to Uh, motivate himself. 
Eight Mile Man, that's kind of current. I'm thinking he's more of a Fleetwood Mac, don't stop believing. <laughs> and he was rushing it through. But apparently the vi- the video from inside of the train car was him shooting flares out of the side of it. Whoa! Giving everybody the middle finger. <laughs> so, right? he had, so he had his Michael Douglas falling down moment. And he and as uh, unlike Michael Douglas, uh, who was filmed for the movie, obviously, but he was able to be the star of his own little feature film, I guess. Uh, it, very, very exciting. He essentially was a part of a fucking a Fast and the Furious movie. This is an incredible movie. This is the movie Money Train, the, but no money. No one's making money. As a matter of fact, his wife had to put up a GoFundMe because now he's in being held in jail without bail, and uh, she lost all means of making any sort of cash, and he, he just did that to his own family. Ah, uh, that is not great, but it shows you the power of sports. This is why this we is need all to about get the, sports. We need to get everything open at some point when it's safe. In the not so distant future, based literally, if there was a baseball game that day, whoop, it would have saved off him. Of work. He would have stopped. I'm going because to see the Dodgers been, play. He would have been rushing to get the train safely back to where it needs yep. to be, so that he could get home, watch Dodger game. Yep. That's it. No, that's I it. understand. No, this is I, when I was reading this to Natalie. That's the first thing I said. I was like, "This is all about baseball." <laughs> uh, but if you look at the footage of the aftermath of the train, it is very descri- it's very interesting because the tracks just end, and a couple of witnesses just showed the footage of where the train just cascaded through several barriers. That yes. must have been a fucking trip to see. Uh, but what he is correct, it did cause people to ask questions about what this hospital boat was and what it was doing. And the USNS Mercy is actually being there, and the whole point of it is to serve people that are in emergency situations that don't have COVID-19. It is these hospital boats are being used to to possibly do that. Or it gets or it might be mass euthanizations, but you know, you don't want to go jump into big conclusions like that all the time. But I don't yes. think it is. I don't oh, think it's mass mass well, euthanizations. But you know, it is interesting. This is why if you have friends who are right now before all, you know, the uh before sort of the collapse of reality as we knew it, it they were fun. I guarantee you this guy is quirky. After the after the work after work, I'm another train conductor. I just have a basic life. I'm just sort of a normal person. We get to talk about baseball. He slips in his QAnon information every now and, and again. Like, I'm like, yeah, this makes it interesting. Okay. All yeah, right. it's kind. Of, cool. I can tolerate like if you out of five sentences that you speak, if half a sentence vaguely talks about QAnon. I can stand it because that's just your personality. It almost hooks you, me in a little bit. I almost am like, oh, oh I'm okay. fascinated by them. I'm fascinated by them. Sure. So I get, I get it. I get you dabbling with this. I get that you're angry. There's a lot of people angry right now. I feel like there's several people in charge that you could be specifically very mad at right now if you <laughs> really wanted to think about it. But I also get it that you feel like your agency has been taken away. We are now facing an invisible enemy is that the fucking word or is COVID-19 a fucking enemy we are facing this invisible threat that people are having a hard time dealing with if you already believe that vaccines contain nanochips that are going to go into your body that are slowly going to be turned on by Bill Clinton straight up you think Bill Clinton's doing this and he's not just looking for easy coups in his retirement, you think that he's like, honestly. But David Icke also currently got shut down. He got shut down on yes. YouTube for doing a two and a half hour speech talking about the current 5G conspiracy, saying that the 5G technology is going to activate the 
technologically developed RNA inside of the COVID-19 virus that was created by Chinese scientists in Wuhan and was given to all of us to, to do what? I guess to, to fuck everything play up. Play more video games. This is but all, this is all a too. Chinese coup for us to play more video games. Uh, so of course, I don't David know who Ike, benefits. He, yeah, exactly. Quibodo. David Icke, he was just shut down on YouTube. And this is my advice to anyone that works at YouTube. Just leave it alone. Because Let when you speak, shut it I guess. down, all it does is feed the conspiracy. And it just plays it because he's still going to sell out. His weird built-in conference centers. That's it's David Icke's character. I understand that we're trying to control all misinformation, right? And purposeful disinformation. I get that they're trying to control it. They're trying to keep people safe. But when it comes down to it, David Icke only speaks in misinformation. So if you're going to start flagging him there, then you got to flag every single thing that he's ever said. And that's a lot of work. I know that's that they a have lot a lot of, of employees, but it's like it comes down to it being like, that's what he talks about you will be know. you'll be a, a random susan walking into work on youtube and you'll be like you're on scrubbing david ike duty and it is like well at least oh. i have job security for the next 10 years oh. because that's how long it would take and uh you know we talk a little bit about this more on able can stop pat but there were some conspiracies about the dnc starting all this the dnc couldn't even pull off a vote in iowa for the primary i wish they were capable enough to do this but anyway um henry you were talking the other day about toilets, and this is not a true crime story or anything like that, but I just want to let you know, and this is for you and your personal health, there is something called a magic toilet. It's a new toilet if you're looking okay. to buy, and I know you are, and it can monitor your health. It uses a series of cameras, which is true. It uses a series of cameras and okay. different kind of AI to see uh, you know, how your bowel movement is, how consistent okay. it is, how your beetle looks, maybe the odor. I'm not sure if there's a smell-o-vision, but the latest version of this idea, it's been around for a few years now. It examines our daily movements in an effort to spot emergence of diseases. So it'll be like, ooh, yesterday his beehole didn't have that little popping zit on it. Maybe I should look into hemorrhoids. So basically, your so toilet is like kit. Volunteering you- <laughs> to put to purchase. You're volunteering to purchase a toilet. Yeah, that has cameras already <laughs> built into it. That yeah. is connected. It is to the internet. It is the fattest version of kit from uh, from Night Rider. It's like you can talk to it. Go get them today. Henry, I have to say, your your bowel movements were incredibly firm. Go out and have a productive day. Thank you, Mr. Toilet. Henry, I noticed earlier today your balls were lower than normal. Please, can I check them with my vacuum tube for signs of cancer? Do you have a vacuum tube? Yes, Henry. Oh, yeah. Slip your balls in the slot, Henry. Yeah. Slip them down in the tube. I don't know if I like the way you're talking like this, Mr. Toilet. Fill me up with your balls, you monkey. You stinky, stinky monkey. Fill me up. Oh, and then all of a sudden the toilet becomes a bidet as it ejaculates. Um, So the team behind the toilet said, we have developed a passive human health monitoring system that can be easily incorporated into your daily normal routine requiring minimal or even no human intervention other than you spreading 
spreading, <laughs> dropping trout, spreading your cheeks, and taking you a dump are, on it. This is so, just like, I go. feel that it is highly irresponsible because all this is is just fucking shooting pictures of people's pussies. This is not about men's assholes. Well, this definitely, is about the, you know these are going to be hacked. You yes. know that. Yes, for definite it's going to be hacked. That is what they're asking for. This was built to be hacked. Okay, so this is according to Tim Spector from King's College of London. He said, the future will be either a magic toilet paper or these magic toilets. I so, just want, <laughs> I, just, I, I just need a doctor. I need to be able to, I wish that I could have a health insurance where, like anything work, where I could just like call a doctor and just like go see a doctor. That, that is what I think would be really Well, you can nice. go see, you can go see Dr. Toilet. They also have test strips within the toilet. They detect uh, health markers within urine, such as glucose and red blood cells, as well as video recordings of the flow. Why are we doing this? That may be I don't want to see it. Because- you, your it. butthole could be the next star on on Toilet Star with with Simon Bowell. Oh, it'll be uh, huge. It'll be you'll get you. No one you'll ever. All the judges were turned around to see your turds because you will be a legend in the game. Can you? Just oh, oh, the video showing up, just being like. Oh wow, this must be some cute dog video. What is this? What's this cute little dog video? What is it? What is it? Is it making some kind of it's doing some kind of thing with its mouth and oh my god, that's a Polish asshole. Oh my I am too immature for anything that the future brings. The system no, I also know. the system incorporates cameras that take images of the user's stool. These images are then classified using a machine learning style, a type of AI into different categories on the Bristol stool scale. This is the I am so I'm this is not <laughs> which means someone this went is to the school the horniest version the, of Big Brother the Bristol they have a Bristol stool scale which means Ugh. like some dude was like I've been measuring all the poops of all the students for 15 hey, years listen I'm gonna just tell you something about people's poops if you really get really down in there you can tell a lot about somebody's personality and I knew a lot I thought I knew my mailman Greg and then when I asked him to take a shit on my new poopy poopy strip, and I tell and I tell you what, he jumped right in there. He couldn't have been so excited. I think he's lonely. Yeah. He came at my home and he took a shit. And I tell you what, the first thing I did is I took a look at it. I ran through some tests and I said, "Let me guess, you're a Pisces." <laughs> Well, that's why he's a mailman. So this is according to the authors who wrote the study. They say it was also able to collect additional information such as, such as first stool dropping time and total seat sitting time, which can potentially be acted on by uh, by uh, physicians to help manage constipation and hemorrhoids. They're calling these poo-poo scans. Wait a second. So you mean to tell me I'm going to have some nanny toilet yes. tell me how long I can fucking shit? Well, it'll tell you how long you have shat anyway. I know how long I've shat. I'm looking at my phone. So what these are, they're calling these, basically they're toilet fingerprint scanners, and they're calling them anal prints, and it is distinct. <laughs> this is true. Oh, I've seen, I've seen the anal prints thing. Yeah. They said that our anal print is just as unique as our fucking fingerprint. And I was like, man, this is just comes from these fucking asshole obsessed cops. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the anal prints, they are they have distinctive creases in the lining of the anus, and of course, all of that will be captured by the video frames. Uh, <laughs> so far, there's will. 21 participants who have tested the toilet, um, and uh, they have said that there are some issues. They, they you, you want to avoid false positives, um, but you know they have also wanted to expand the range. To see if someone's using illicit drugs, which I actually think is very dangerous. No, this is all bad. It's all bad. I don't want any of this information connected to the internet. Well, we're going to know how much weed you smoked solely by the dookie. And then, of course, if you also have an STD, you could maybe get it tested just by taking a dump. Um, according to a research poll from Stanford University, about 30% of the respondents said uh, they felt uncomfortable with it, which means 70%. We're absolutely fine. So there you go, Henry. Um, if you need a toilet, get the magic toilet. You can take a dump. It has cameras all over it. It's the future, buddy. And I just wanted I, to bring that to light for you. I'm so... I, uh, you know, again, I was toilet shopping the other day. I know, and I know. there's been a lot of toilet talk in our home. And Natalie is thrilled. Of she course. loves hearing about it. So I just, uh, I just don't need that many bells and whistles. Well, the one thing that this toilet was missing, I don't know if you noticed, a bidet. It's all yeah, cameras. Yeah, like all of this shit. But you're not going to clean my asshole? Yeah, nah, I agree. They should get the bidet in there. Uh, obviously, these cameras are water resistant. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I really want, because, you know, if, if, if uh, all of a sudden employers start putting this in all of the employee bathrooms, now they know how much meth you did on Saturday. And it's like, I'm, it's totally out of my system. Today is Wednesday. But they'll know, and then next thing you know, Harry, you're fired. We looked at your school, and turns out you had too much funny, too much fun at the NASCAR event on Saturday. You're fired. You're fired. But I was, a, but I was supposed to have fun at the NASCAR event. They told me through the sound machine. Nope, nope. I'm sorry, you took too much crystal meth. I know it's all about speed and, and glee, but my friend, you can't have that much fun when you work here at Do- Tom and Dick's Hardware. I'll tell you what, I don't believe in the national police system. I'm a sovereign citizen everywhere I go. I'm my own country. I'm my own man. I follow my own constitution. But I trust my toilet more than I trust (laughs) the rest of this so-called government. So, yeah, I I will be arrested by the toilet police. I will, I do succumb. I do succumb to the law of the toilet. <laughs> you know, I I believe that he is correct. If you can't trust your toilet, who can you trust? Who can you trust are the only ones that care. The only one that really cares. I know. Because it. right now, I will say this, COVID-19 is also bringing out a lot of tension in people's homes. And yes. the way that we see that, number one, is that it seems that domestic abuse is, is up from, I don't even know how they tell they test that. Again, reach out to people that you know Absolutely. might be in one of these testy situations or like, this is the time to try to try to intervene. I know we're not supposed to be seeing each other or going anywhere, but I feel like under that circumstances, just fucking figure out a way out. I don't know. I mean, I'm just obviously Dude, it's well, I have, it's that. slightly anecdotal, but I was hanging out. I didn't uh, get anything to drink there, but Skinny Dennis and Rock and Roller, they're doing to-go cups, so you can go if you want to walk through the park, uh, you know, and, and sip on a little tea and whiskey. You can do that. I was speaking to one of my favorite bartenders there, Ben, through the window because, you know, we're all convicts and felons now, so we have to talk like we're incarcerated. And he told me 
His neighbor, dude from Trinidad, stabbed his girlfriend to death 4.30 in the afternoon. He heard the screams because neighbors in, in Brooklyn apartments are basically roommates. Yes, everybody's roommates. You can hear everybody do whatever so the hell it is that they're doing inside he, of their apartment. He said he woke up to the he said he woke up to like a bunch of like weird pots and pans, heard screams. Next thing you know, cops are there. He's in cuffs. Dude's dude's gone away, probably at Rikers right now. So it is very real. Be careful. And um, it is wrote, very real. The, the people have the, that type of thing going on. I have several stories now because I was going to cover this because several stories about just fucking murder suicides. One was in Illinois. This I'll cover this. Yeah, which is a, uh, this comes from patch.com, which I guess is the same website that the guy um, I guess they send clowns to cancer wards. Oh, of course. Patch the clown. Patch yes. Adams. Yes. Murder, yes. suicide, man feared coronavirus, family says. A man and a woman in their 50s found dead Thursday have since tested negative for the virus according oh, to officials. God. This was written by Shannon Antonor Antinori. Lockport Township, Illinois. A man and woman in their 50s were found dead in an apparent murder-suicide in Lockport Township, according to the Will County Sheriff's Office. Police said Patrick Jezernick, 54, and Cheryl Schreifer, 59, were found dead in separate rooms of their Bruce Road home around 8 p.m. Thursday when deputies were conducting a welfare check. Family members of Jezernick told investigators that he had been scared and then he and Schreifer had contracted coronavirus and that Schreifer had been having trouble breathing. And so family told police Schreifer had been tested for coronavirus two days earlier but had not received results yet. Other autopsies were conducted. Police said both Trifer and Jezernick tested negative for the virus. So they said all of the locks were locked from the inside, and they found them both dead with a loaded revolver containing two spent shell casings and three live rounds near Jezernick's body. This is where it becomes super sad. We joke about, you know, obviously all the misinformation, the David Ikes of the world, and I don't know what this guy's mental state was. Obviously not good mental state, but I'm saying I don't know what he was consuming. Maybe it was nothing but old roasts. Maybe it was nothing but old roast stores or shows with Don Rickles and like, yeah, I have no idea what this guy was watching, but it's really sad when, when you have someone who isolated within their own mind and then they get scared and what That's why horrible... this is proliferating. That's why the, the, all of the, the, all of the, the, the disinformation is thriving in this scenario because number one, we don't, we are having very little human contact. So we're having a lot of right. online contact. So online Anybody can be anything. Yep. And so people start talking a big game. Yep. And in real life, what's nice about the mixture of online and real life is that real life can help mitigate yes. some of your fantasies that you've been living online. You've been living a fantasy of being a truth seeker warrior under the name of Q. It's a fantasy. It's not real. Q is not Q is a 14-year-old somewhere. Or it's that guy who claimed to be Q like two weeks ago. So it's just some guy who just, he beat everybody. <laughs> I didn't even realize someone just did he did he wear did he dress like the question mark guy but with all but nothing but cues. The dude's name is Austin Steinbart, and he came out and said basically I'm Q. He jumped everybody, and they're furious, right? Because <laughs> they can't handle it. Yeah, everybody can't do because he was just the first one to just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm fucking Q. It's well, me. He, it's always been me the whole time. I, I'm not sure what evidence he had. I don't even know what evidence he needs because there Q is, is a no because it's idea, all fake. So. The whole thing is fake. The whole doesn't really matter. So he just he gamed them all. It's really really great. Good but for him. You, but the we are now missing the real life quotient. Right. But absolutely. Because he's there with his family. He's scared. You look at Eduardo Moreno. Right. The guy who just drove the train off the tracks to kill the boat. Yeah. You talk and you look at this guy, and he has been living in a world of his own making, in his own right. brain, and it's and it's spinning out. 
so real life, what's nice that you could say some of these things to somebody, and unless you're fully in an echo chamber, a lot of times you can hear, you, you know, you have someone go like, Dave, you sound fucking crazy right now. And you'd go like, ah, you know, you know me, I'm crazy. And you can blow some of the steam off. You can get it out. But now we're really in it. If you look up something called Corona Chan, which happened the same thing with Ebola Chan, and 4chan created a waifu for Corona. Okay. For the COVID virus, which is a um, little Asian girl with huge breasts. Um, and bat wings or blong wings, uh, and it has like a little flagship. Greg Newkirk sent this my way from fucking from hell. Yes, I'm looking at it now. And her tits, her tits get fuller and fuller with milk the more people COVID nineteen infects. Okay, <laughs> according to them. Okay, so and now what is now what's the <laughs> point of Corona? Is it, I mean, I'm looking over the memes now. Corona chance, spreading the love, uh, infectious tales of fantasy and suspense designed to spread the uh, the pulp. It's damage. a nihilistic view that has right wing stripes throughout it. It's like both like it's about celebrating the morbidity Ooh. of the COVID-19 virus and people saying like, breathe on me, sneeze on me, cough on me. It's a part of what I was when I was a couple weeks ago and I was talking about being obsessed with bug chasers yeah it's, a, it's kind of a side version of that where they envision it almost like a tulpa like they create a essentially a magical form for it they give okay. it a form and then they give it a personality and then they semi-worship it but mostly they're just jerking off to the picture of the chick with the huge breasts well but looking- magically technically you're charging you're charging a sigil every single time you do that interesting i'm looking at one of the pictures of corona chan and judging by the ample bosom the entire world has coronavirus and we're all dead. It's because a lot I'm pretty of, sure this, this woman there. could not be standing up upright, upright if she was uh, if she was real because Oh yes. And so they uh they so here's some uh what they said. This is a guide to Corona Chan, Wuhan Chan, so they call it, which is the racist version of that. So they say, hair and eyes color should remind phlegm, which is usually yellowish, yellowish greenish, sometimes with traces of blood. Coronaviruses can spread through sneezing and is thus considered airborne. Draw her with wings. The name coronavirus is derived from the Latin corona, meaning crown or halo. Therefore, Corona Chan should be drawn with a drone with a crown and a halo-like style braid. Coronaviruses attack the respiratory system. The oxygen mask is used to treat the symptoms caused by lung failure. So she has like an oxygen mask okay. and an oxygen tank in her hands. So I don't know what this does. I'm not quite certain what this does, but I know that it is it's an essential function of the internet thought engine where they right. start doing this stuff which crosses with magical thought. It crosses with weird scientific spiritual shit of being like does this help propagate the actual uh, infection, like, is it a thing that's worshiping it, or is it going to make immature morons make bad decisions and want to go and get the virus because they think it makes them hashtag savage? Well, I certainly hope that's not the case. I think we talked about this last week with the coronavirus challenge, a bunch of people licking toilet bowls and subway poles, and don't do uh, that. they all got coronavirus, so do You're not do that. You're a moron. Don't you do that if there's no coronavirus. Fucking, you're such a fucking... <laughs> tool if you believe in any of this shit you just just stay home for um three more weeks one of the nice things that has sort of come from all of this is the potential death of the influencer 
I don't know. I think it's the opposite. The influencer is the most important person right now because we're the, pe- the those people have built-in fan bases. You're watching other artists struggle to find a way into our world because they're looking because now everybody's just fucking panicking for quarantine content. It's more it's more of just large corporations taking influencer strategies on social media and then obviously as soon as they do that they're like, "Oh, thank you for for teaching us how to do this." And then next thing you know, it'll be like Amazon sponsored uh Chinese chick eats a bunch of food for ASMR. I have no idea. But I mean, the whole weird. the whole world is it's interesting to see brands make Oh, you think money that we're going to have like a a Toyota themed mukbang? I think it's it's all going to be like that as brands now realize that social media is a way that they can reach the target audience for with, uh, you know, very little overhead. Well, speaking of people who have lost their damn minds and a bit of the coronavirus, ooh, this chick, uh, she went a little crazy. A woman who coughed on thirty five thousand dollars worth of grocery store food is now charged with four felonies Uh, holy shit we got this chick evidently it was a twisted prank that's what she called it sure five thousand dollars worth of food had to be thrown out uh according to uh police a woman who the police know to be a chronic problem in the community proceeded to purposely cough on our fresh produce and small section of our of our bakery meat case and grocery that's right henry she hit the meat case her name was Margaret Serco. She's 35 years old. Serco continued this behavior in several aisles before attempting to steal a 12-pack of beer as she was being ordered to leave the store by employees. <laughs> I have a feeling she had about 36 beers before that. So yep. she, she was arrested with two felony counts of terroristic threats, oh one felony God. count of threats to use a biological agent and one felony count of criminal mischief. I think they may have overcharged just a touch when it comes to bringing in the Patriot Act of terrorism. No, but it just it just shows right now they ain't fucking around. No one's fucking around right now. New York City just offered what? It's a thousand dollar fine if you break the six foot. Rule, if you right? go Is play it, kickball or something, I guess. Yeah, it's a thousand dollar fine in in L.A. They are literally yelling at us from fucking helicopters. They are not ready to go fucking. They, she, they made an example over her, but for being a fucking moron. Because I am also seeing shows. I saw fucking a TikTok of a of an asshole going through the juice aisle opening up the juice and sipping out of them all mm. thinking that it's like it's funny. I mean, like, listen, I I get being. I'll stab you. I guess anti-authoritarian. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be, but it's not jokes. It's not actually jokes. A joke is like a funny, it takes creative energy. That is you just fucking with people and fucking with the social contract, which is already so strained right now. It's the social strained. contract is very, it is under fire right now. And so everybody, we have to try to figure out how to police ourselves. There's nobody yep. up top who is a guiding light. There's nobody out there that is like trying to help people act normal or, or, or stay in their lane or think of their fellow man. That's fucking wild, dude. Absolutely. So this woman's out there spitting on a bunch of stuff. 35K, four felonies. We'll see what sticks. Um, when it comes to the silver lining, this is according to the store manager. Uh, he says one of the one thing is for sure: we will have the cleanest display and the freshest produce anywhere in Northeast Pennsylvania. So there you go. She made them clean, 
I almost, I almost make her hero of the week for that. Uh, but nonetheless, you say it just jackass, jackass rules still apply. Don't be a jackass. But it is interesting, as we talked about before, we are all walking biological weapons, yes. which is a fascinating time to be alive. We're all kind of the toxic Avenger. We're all superheroes in our own right. So don't go spitting on the produce and especially not the meat section. Are you spinning this into saying that we're all superheroes if we that's have That's what plague? I am saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying now. Yeah. Your your Real. saliva is more dangerous than a bullet. Wow. So yeah. Holden McNeely was a superhero <laughs> for two weeks. I mean, you're weak. You're a sleepy man. Sure. Um, and co- a coffee woman, which is kind of, you know, it, it's a lame superpower, but it is one. This And I, I think it really is true, Kissel. The jackass rule is certainly in effect. It we still works. We have to look out for each other right now because there's not a lot of people looking out for us from the top. So we have to just think of your neighbor think for a them. second. Don't look through their window. Do not look through their window and think of them with your pants down. I like to get to know my neighbors. Really? When I do my quarantine walks, I did a bit about it on Instagram. I do my quarantine (laughs) walks to give Natalie just a fucking, just a minutes of quiet. Yes. That she can just have. So I'll go walk and it's fun to just see how people leave their doors open and stuff. I look into windows all the time. Mm, I did see that Instagram post. I case people out. It was chilling. You also it's know what, you're also currently rocking a mustache. Well, yeah, I change it. I miss. I wanted to do my my uh, COVID nineteen beard. I was growing it all out, but then I got an audition. I mean, talk <gasps> about the most optimistic people on the face of the planet, <laughs> thinking that we're going to shoot something soon. But like, I got an audition that I really wanted, and so I was like, I looked at myself in the, I like, I put myself on camera, and I was like, I look like. I look like a man who's about to drive a train into a floating hospital. Absolutely. Like I need to. So I thought that this is the next most sexual look, which is me with my mustache. I mean, like, I love the look. I'm not, it might stay. I think it looks great. You, you have a, a wonderful face for a porn stash. The, uh, the manager of this facility, by the way, is loving all of this when it comes back to the woman spitting on all the on, on all the produce. This is what they said. They said, I am humbled by the outpouring of support that our community and our team have received. While my previous post received an unimaginable amount of attention, this post is by far the most important. And then he shared a bunch of safety tips. And then he said, P.S. Rule 8, don't cough on anything. Um, so there you go. I, I mean, at least the manager of this place, is, I feel like the spotlight came. And he stepped right onto the mark. And he knew and he always. Because, you know, he was probably also one of those guys who loved to do, like, store team karaoke. <laughs> where he made them all go out all the time. You know, like one of those where it's like, we're a family here. When you're like, you're not my father, though. You're my boss. And he's just like, I, I will, you know, you're like a son to me. And you're like, well, then don't fire me. Because, you know, a father can't fire a son. He's like, unfortunately, we're running out of money. You are fired. Yes, of course. They will fire That's you. That's how minute. when you find out that a business is not a family when you're fired by them. No, I actually just reread that story about the woman who gave her kidney to her boss and the bar- boss fired her because she reco- <laughs> recovered too slowly uh, from the That's a true story. It's like she makes you want to go spit on a bunch of produce. It really does. No, I don't listen. You are never a family with your boss unless your boss is your father. But then. It actually, the boss relationship actually then comes before father relationship. I agree. You will discover that. Uh, this is a story that I thought was fucking brutal that happened in the middle of this time period. Another brutal story. Uh, this comes from NME.com by Will Laven. Heavy metal cover artist Jean-Pascal Fournier 
accused of murdering his father. The artist, who has worked with Dragon Force, Immortal and more, has been accused of disemboweling his 80-year-old father. Come on. Jean-Pascal Fournier. An artist and graphic designer known for working on a number of metal album covers has been accused of murdering his father. The artist was a, was arrested and taken into custody in Grenoble, France, on Thursday, <laughs> following a suicide attempt. So what he said was that the report state, Jean Pascal's father was found dead in his home, disemboweled. His head was pierced with an arrow, and oh he'd been hit repeatedly God. with an unknown object. When police arrived on the scene, Jean-Paul Swaff who is described as sick and elderly, was upstairs in the room. Interesting. That's very sad. 80-year-old was murdered on Wednesday night, April 1st, the same night that Jean Pascal allegedly he ran his empty car off a cliff, I guess to throw off the scent. After neighbors discovered the car, police surveyed the scene to see if anyone had been ejected from the vehicle, and they didn't find anything. According to reports, Jean Pascal attempted to commit suicide on Thursday, April 2nd, by jumping off of a bridge and into the Isore River. After firefighters recovered him, he was taken into police custody. And so I they do. said he he said he had complained several times about how that working as an artist was very difficult, which we've heard several times. Of course, that because the making ends meet was very difficult as an it, artist. There, to be fair, there is one thing that has tried and true through all generations: being an artist is not a glamorous life. You die in a ditch. Your art usually becomes more expensive after you die, which is no good to you whatsoever. It does not... Being an artist is not... They glorify it on camera, but all of those are movies for a reason. They're not real life. This Being is- an illustrator is incredibly difficult. Tom Neely talks about it all, all the time. Yes. Tom Neely is one of the like, – he did our book. He's one of the – he's so fucking talented. But putting your own work together is is so difficult as a freelance artist. We have so many th- friends. We have so many friends in it the is. world that are so talented. I want to – I'll give even many, many shout-outs to people that we know are just so good. You well, I don't know. Art. Do we want to give the many shout-outs after the story of the man who disemboweled his father and then put an arrow through his head? Sarah Richard <laughs> would never kill her 80-year-old father. Sarah Richard is a really wonderful artist. Work for My Little Pony. She's done, she does incredible work. You should go look up her stuff. Um, I know a lot of good artists that won't disembowel their father. <laughs> This is what uh, this is what Jean Pascal Fionnier said in a 2019 interview with Metal and Rock for Life. <laughs> Metal and Rock for Life. Uh, he says that even an established illustrator will find it difficult to make to make ends meet. Going on to say, trying to make a living exclusively with my art is almost impossible. So, um, and I will say this, and this might be a little insensitive or might be uncouth. My thing is, I it's not that I get that. You are trying to make your way out of this world. And you're trying to get rid of the people that depended on you, right? Because you're trying to ease, quote unquote, ease the pain of your father's existence because you won't be there to take care of him anymore because you are deciding to commit suicide. All of it is bad. But I'm saying if you wanted to do that, I think a really huh, nice way to do it is you get some pills, sure. right? You do, it the, you do it in a nice way. You get a bunch of pills, you grind it up, put it in his food, he goes to sleep, he doesn't wake up. Or, or if you're going to even, if you can't well, get access to pills, you put a pillow over his face. Uh-huh. And, and I'm not saying that that's what it is. We don't know why it is. Oh, okay. Did it. This is just pontificating this on perhaps a reason. Conjecture, right? Okay. If we're going to put a motive in there. It's like, but you know, put a pillow over his face. You know what I mean? Do it well, nice. why wouldn't you yeah, just nice, let him, but- whatever happened to just letting people die? 
Because then he goes into the system. I don't know. But it feels like... I feels <laughs> like He doesn't have a magic know. toilet. He has to be adopted. Oh, my he God. He has to be adopted. You know how difficult... It's hard to adopt an old dog. Can you imagine adopting an 80-year-old man? I don't think it's legal. Um, I think that's called Do being a adopt- registered nurse or a hospice caretaker. No, but he wasn't dying yet. He was just very old. Well, he was definitely so dying they- when the arrow was in his head. I, well, yes, but I'm saying he killed him like Nordberg from Naked Gun when he really could have just quietly, like, just let him go to sleep. There was yes. there's ways to do this, but I, I I don't know what it is. I guess he didn't want him go to the nursing system. I feel like in Europe, don't they have a better? I'm just saying this like it's a like Europe is a dream place. I'm not certain. I thought that they because of their more left leaning governments, they had more systems for the elderly to go to like i thought that they would scoop up this 80 year old and put him someplace where he'd get a baguette and a bunch of brie every day i think they just kind of leave him to die they got a bunch of kevorkians out there you know this guy just really uh do they have a bunch of kevorkians in europe or is that just a blanket statement that's a blanket statement um okay i also do love that he drove the car off a cliff that to me is like, what was he watching? Like Monty Python? What was he watching before where he's like, they're never going to look for a body in this car? I think that it, I think that he was not of sound mind. No, that is a good point. I um, am going to say that. I'm going to say that he was of not of sound mind and he uh, was just doing it. And he was panicking and he, I, I, I guess, thought he'd throw people off the scent. There's nothing more dangerous than an out-of-work illustrator. If you have any graphic design that you need to get done, go pay someone for it, please. Gotta pay these artists. I know that like that's a big thing that we try to do here at LPN is we make sure we pay our artists as much as humanly possible. We I mean this is a what a good time to work on a comic book would be right now. It would be amazing. There's nobody buying them. But there but they be t- will be. They will, there will be. be. Yes, there indeed. will be. No, I think that is important. Support your local artists. This is more now than ever. Absolutely. I put up all those things about fucking all the t-shirt companies that I love that are going to be struggling over the next couple of months. It's, you know, it's one of those t-shirts are you can wear them home, you know. You I can, can wear, wear them home. Fucking- you, can, you can wear them to bed. You can wear them on the magic toilet if you'd like to. I don't to. wear a t-shirt to bed, though. I always wear a t-shirt to bed. Okay, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. It sounds like it might be time for Hero of the Week. This woman, she is this week's Hero of the Week. She is, speaking of boobs, and we were earlier, she is yep. just breast spectacular. Breast spacular? Breastacular? Breastacular. She really is breastacular. Her name is Elizabeth. She is a mass milk producer. She lactates over 5,000 ounces. She has lactated over 5,000 ounces of milk. Now, this is very uncomfortable for her. She says she wakes up every morning and her breasts are screaming. Ah! <laughs> Which is a nightmare come true. <laughs> yes, yes. So she has um, she has donated over seven hundred gallons of breast milk, which is amazing. Wow! She she creates her body creates one point seven five gallons a day, Woo. and she has uh, twice That's a the, lot of milk. Yes the uh, the excess breast milk is twice the world record the amount that she is creating. Someone uh, get her a medal. Someone get her a medal. Indeed, she says she treats pumping like an Olympic sport. Um, she says I think it should be Olympic sport. It should be. She's elite, but she also says this. Has Henry, it ain't fun. 
It is not fun. She says again, the boobs, they wake up, they start screaming, but she also said the boobs tell her, please do something about this. And she does. She also has a little child of her own. And she enjoys saving lives by donating her excess breast milk. If there are any doctors that can help her so she does not have to be um, a human version of a cafeteria, that would be great. But at the same time, good for her. And she's a hero because she goes through pain. I'm sure she wouldn't wish this upon anyone. But she donates it. Her entire freezer is full of frozen breast milk. Can Which I ask if an you're, image? If, by the way, if your freezer is full of frozen breast milk and you are not this woman, you're a serial killer and we but need no. to talk. Well, technically, you should be shipping that out to people that need the milk. If you got extra milk right now, send it to the P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, LPN, care of LPN, 91603. What are we going to do um, with all that breast milk? You're going to feed I'll it to Wendy. I'll make sure it gets to people that need it. I can just see the article now. Podcaster arrested for for spraying people with a super soaker full of breast milk. I'm a dairy farm now. I'm a dairy farm. Henry Zabrowski screamed as he was led by police officers to the car. Um, Can I ask an immature question? Of course. Does she have bigger breasts than normal? I think in the morning they're huge, and by midday they've subsided a little bit. This this is actually a video uh, that I am watching here of her. She's got this thing. It is a full-functioning breast milk laboratory. But is she... Does she have... Big, she, bigger ones? She is wearing a humble Midwest button-down shirt. She is not but flaunting her... But you can't see her, from the lumps? You Look cannot, at the lumps compared to her head. She is an adequate... She has an adequate bosom, although after three years and hundreds of gallons of breast milk, I'm assuming at some point she may get some re... She might get some plumping. I don't know. No, but I, I think can assume it's great it must either not way. Be, it can't be it can't be super healthy but also we did get a listener mail uh saying that you can breastfeed even if you have implants which um i did, did you see really. that email with the- <laughs> yeah, i got I misinformation sent, i sent email to i sent this email to Kissel because it's a number one you can as a matter of fact i'll show you why and then it it showed footage he sent a bunch of pictures of a woman with like triple g implants squirting milk everywhere <laughs> yes. like, as you can see here she is actually very capable of lactating mm. let me <laughs> let me put my monocle on and oh yes indeed that is great oh she is quite capable indeed so elizabeth <laughs> okay you are this week's hero of the week continue also, saving lives I heard Boober Eats got fucking sued by fucking Uber Eats. No. And now they had to change their name to Lucky Devil, but now it's just this, the name of it. It's like Lucky Devil Eats. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. What Leave kind of malicious bullshit is that? Fucking makes me mad. Honestly. All right, here we go. I'm not going to use e- I'm going back to Grubhub. <laughs> hey, we so all make that. sacrifices. We all make sacrifices. This is we're the real heroes. Of course. All right, here we go. So this is a couple emails in response to things we talked about the last couple of weeks. So number one, how to survive a tiger attack? So we wanted to ask, how do you survive a tiger attack? Last week on uh, Relax Fit. Yes, of course. I think my theory. I, I would get down on a ball. Henry said that he would boop, 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 get the heck out of there. And Marcus, we were both wrong. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. Oh, Marcus. Okay. Uh, Marcus just wants to play a flute at the Tigers and have them join him. <laughs> he wants to turn them into research assistants. He yes. really hopes that they could write. Of course. 
So years ago, I interned at a zoo for a summer in their animal care department. As a part of our training, we were instructed on how to respond to animals' escapes or attacks, how to face down a tiger or a big cat. The best thing you can do is convince a tiger you are more work than it's worth to attack. Stand up tall, stand your ground. George Everman. If you're wearing a jacket not flap, not just like him, not psycho. just like him. If you're wearing a jacket flap, you flap it above your shoulders and make yourself look as big and as intimidating as possible. Shout and scream at the big cat. You will look insane, but the cat will hopefully think the fuck and leave you alone. Huh. Never turn your back and run. Big cats hunt by surprise and ambush and will instinctively give chase to fleeing prey. Dropping in the fetal is also likely to draw their curiosity and attention. Remember, big cats equals stand your ground. Okay, I did not realize that. Very yeah, that good. was a fun email. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this doesn't lead to anybody getting fucking murdered, but you know. No, you just got to be like, you just got to freak out. Let your, let your freak flag fly. Buy my book. Buy my book. Last book on the left, <laughs> April 7th. That's what I'll just do. Perfect. I can't read because oh, okay. the tiger education system mm-hmm. sucks. That's what happens. That's why we got to change the education of tigers in this country. I've been saying this. We've I know you have. This. All right. Um, this is just an email. You may feel, you may get a reaction from this email because it is involving uh, animal testing facilities. So it, you might not like it, but I just thought it was interesting and I wanted to read it. Okay. I want to email you guys about last week on Side Stories. You talk about if you could take the udders of a cow and put fake boob implants in them. Right. One of my best friends used to work for an animal testing facility. They would test multiple medical equipment like pacemakers and shit like that. However, they also test fake boob implants there as well. Instead of cows, they use sheep. And these sheep are just walking around with full double Ds on their backs and on the sides of them. My so they're like, feed- they're like yes. Kevin Nealon's character from Little Nicky with yes. the boobs on his head? Yes. What is yes, go- this is okay. just like okay. Mangalo so level animal science. I'm like, yeah, this is this is just cruel and unusual Willy Wonka with fucking animal DNA. I don't support it. You know that but- like Laurel got fired for like squeezing the boobs every time yeah, the sheep like, would walk ew, by. Ew, ew. Just wanted to see how much give they have. My friend would feed the sheep daily, and then the sheep, when they, when they would run to her for food, they would full bouncy tits like Baywatch tits <laughs> because, because she, you know, they like running back and forth. She doesn't have any pictures as it was against regulations to do so, but I trust her wholeheartedly because who the fuck lies about sheeps with boob implants? Oh, so there's that. my God. So I'm certain that it's nefarious and awful, but just the idea of it is just wild to me. Can you imagine just drowning in the, in the ocean in Miami and then all of a sudden like this... this this sheep with huge boobs just comes to save you, and you're like, I am. I would rather drown. Are you an angel? <laughs> All right, so here we go. This comes from an. This comes from an email. This is a personal interest story that I wanted to read because this woman takes a. She's got. She's after. She's a. She's a woman after my own heart. Okay. So I listened to the episode Roomba Attack, and Henry mentioned that instead of being violent towards your neighbors, you should use psychological warfare. Okay. My mom is an also, expert Also, didn't in this you strategy. just say that you were very friendly with your neighbors on this episode? I'm incredibly friendly. Part of the psychological warfare, I think. They, I, they, I always offer a bridge. I offer a bridge. Yeah, but, right? And then we can all decide whether or not this bridge goes up or this bridge stays down. Okay. But I also offer a bridge because it's my side, right? You can be on my side. Uh-huh. And I need allies. I, I need allies. And I, I will build allies 
because they're important. Absolutely. I learned that from Civ 6, especially Civ 6. Because you have to get all of these, you got to get all of the, the different states, you got to get them on your side and to build an army just in case you need it. They I give know. You productivity, it. and they sometimes bring you food. Okay. Yeah, secure for, uh, prepare for war to secure for peace or something like that. Yep, that's what I do. My mom is an expert on the strategy. But 10 years ago, she had a neighbor named Stanley. Stanley was an older retired guy, and he got on my mom's bad side by asking her to stop disposing of her biodiesel byproducts in the alley that ran between their houses. She took this as a personal attack and decided to fight the injustice with a six-month-long campaign of PSYOPs designed to drive Stanley crazy. It started out simply enough. She said her Wi-Fi name to Stanley Sucks. When that failed to produce the desired results, she moved on to rearranging his Christmas reindeer decorations so they looked like they were humping each other. This is when things really started to escalate. She went online and ordered informational packets about erectile dysfunction, sex change operations, and several porno magazine subscriptions to his home. The idea idea being that his wife would find them in the mail and force him to have an uncomfortable conversation. She looked up the city bylaws and started calling the cops on him for every tiny infraction. He didn't shovel his snow within 24 hours. His car was parked more than 12 inches away from the curb, etc. Her final idea is what elevated her to the level of neighborhood supervillain. With no response from Stanley, she decided it was time for a shock and awe offensive. Late Friday evening, she made a post on Craigslist's free section. The ad started by tearfully stating that Stanley had passed away, following by a heartfelt obituary. It concluded by saying that everything he owned would be given away for free, starting early the next morning. That Saturday, Stanley was woken up by 5 a.m. by a huge crowd of people. Imagine the cast of Pawn Stars mixed with those homeless guys who put scrap metal in shopping carts. They were all standing all over his yard. Honestly, you big, some of those people that did homeless guys, they're not just homeless guys putting scrap metal in shopping carts. I met several rich people in New Orleans one time when I was there for Mardi Gras that their whole job was in the scrap metal industry. So sometimes those guys are actually very rich. Oh, absolutely. It's, a, it's very profitable. They were standing all over his yard, wandering around the property looking for loose junk, banging on the door. There was a line of pickup trucks, U-Hauls, and box trucks around the block. I can't imagine the level of total confusion that Stanley must have felt that morning. If you politely ask my mom to stop dumping chemicals on your property, she will mercilessly destroy your entire Saturday morning. And that's why she's the undisputed queen of petty neighborhood psychological warfare. Well, she is definitely psychotic, using the police for her own, as her own militia, which I don't well, necessarily think is and, a great thing. And as a disclaimer, this isn't an instruction manual for Henry. It really is the result of untre- undertreated bipolar disorder, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I might have. Stanley. I'm just thinking of Stanley from The Office. Just this guy. Just, <laughs> what? Now, why is everyone on my front lawn? What, what is happening? Oh, oh, my God, though. That fucking made me laugh. Also, um, if you really want to pick me up during this time period, sure. uh, look up Bruce Fuck's Food on Pornhub. That well, was sent to me by a, by a listener. I don't that know if you need just, to look it up. It is, uh, it's just it is a man in the title. Fucking a hamburger. It's a man. One of the videos this man sent was a man fucking a hamburger. It's going, yeah, take that, you fucking whore. Take that, you whore. Right. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> the hamburger didn't deserve uh, that. What a, what it a horrible. It takes all kinds. I feel bad for the uh, the eighty cows that went into that one hamburger patty because they, you know they were already killed. At uh, really, the very least, you should eat it. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot, man. Yeah, it is. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Side Stories. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. And dare I say, happy the double H's. 
What? Double H. Healthy, happy, baby. Oh, you're saying that now. That's cool. I'm not saying that now. I just said it. I'm not going to say it again. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. I mean, you know, it's nice that you did, though. I, I just said it now, yes. Don't stab so, and don't stab your partner. Don't stab your partner. Live your life like you know for a fact that this shit's going to be over in, if, if not a couple of months. At least it, it's going to be over in a very foreseeable time. Absolutely. So live your life knowing that the actions you take will have resonance. After this time period. So remember that. Love. Oh my God. That's a family. great point because you know there's some Facebook feuds going on right there's now. Like, you can't leave your house, Larry. You yeah, can't leave your house, Larry. You are writing checks that your outside body is going to have to cash <laughs> in a couple of months. All right. Last. Good point. Ah! You Watch sound like a screaming breast. Ah! Watch something that just puts a smile on your face tonight. You know what I mean? Whether that is. Um, a bunch of uh, guys fucking casseroles. You can watch sure. it if that's what you like. Yeah. If that's what you want. You could jerk off to a big boobied version of the coronavirus if that's what you want. Laugh at that. I mean, sure. You're yeah. allowed to. We're okay. all free. You know, so live that. Live that existence. So that is that if you, what you so choose. Yeah, that's live, true. Laugh, and you got to love. You know what? This is a nice time to take a, this. It's like a break from the, <laughs> the rat race, isn't it? <laughs> Kissle. It so is. You gotta love the the possible peace you could find during this time of high anxiety. The way I find it, you know how I find it? My walks. I uh-huh. do my yoga. Uh-huh. And I um make dinners. And and I, and I make love to my wife. You smoke a bunch of weed. Okay, yep. there we go. Elsa, watch the movie High Anxiety. It's an unbelievable comedic slash horror film in my opinion uh starring mel brooks um, wow you were you wow did you watch it recently i did i actually I, I i watched that movie when i was a kid a lot and i don't i don't know why nurse ratchet probably led to some strange sexual fetishes but thank you all so much for listening and uh thank you all for every, everyone that participated uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone that participated in our uh, reddit ama uh, that was a great time. Also, check out IndieBound to find our book, buy the book, love the book, read the, the book. book. It really is. Uh, it was a labor of love, and Marcus did so much work, and Henry and I had, we got a couple of zingers in there, and Tom Neely, just what an unbelievable artist. And He's, He really makes it. Him and Marcus really make it. And it's out there. I want to thank you already for all the support we've already received. Yes. It came out yesterday, and it's out there. Buy it on Amazon. Buy it on BarnesandNoble.com. We still, like, those of you that are... Uh, that are still looking for the signed copy that you should have gotten a refund from your tickets on the fucking whatever happened. I mean, this is past our pay grade. There's, there's not shit that there's shit that about this whole process that we don't even understand. But I yes. know that if you got a refund for the book, go to barnesandnoble.com to get a signed book. They should have either sent you a link. If they haven't, email them because we can't help. Yes. We have no clue how to help. And it was it's a lovely time of confusion. We've but, been sort of retroactively trying to go back and learn the process of this massive corporation that was supposed to know their own process. And because we're taking your questions, we'll be like, how do we answer this? And then they're like, that's a good question. <laughs> so we're just <laughs> like, trying well, our best. The, yep. the book industry is a, uh, you know, it makes me feel good to be in television and broadcasting. I, you know, it's what I'll say about the book industry is that it's like a nice trip back in time. Yeah. But they are such a, they're a, Kate, our editor is such oh, a fucking so genius. Amazing. And we did such good, like, so 
thank you to everybody. This is very overwhelming time for all of us. And the fact that we are still getting our message out and you guys are still responding to us so positively, it means a lot. And we, we're we here, man. And we're going to stay here. We're fucking doing this shit. Apocalypse Radio, buddy. We're here to fucking get down here. We're fucking hitting your airwaves deep inside my secret bunker. It's a studio in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. It's very scary. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Love you guys. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Help me. Help me. Be safe. Don't stab your partner. Don't stab your dog. Eat stay inside your house. Food. We gotta rock this out for three more weeks. Just fucking stay in your uh, at least stay in the house for three more weeks. So we're just gonna fucking rock it out. Just fucking stay in your fucking house. And then football season is coming right around the goddamn corner. Man, and those players. To- I hope they're training hard because I'm gonna be watching them tight butts. This America, this fucking America needs sports. Oh, absolutely. I never Otherwise, knew. People are gonna continue I didn't understand. What's happening with trains? I know, Henry. We're gonna go. I'm flying to L.A. We're going to football games. I'm taking you. We are going to be eating so much food out of horrible styrofoam containers. The only thing I'm truly interested in is going to go see uh, the Vegas Raiders. Love it. Because any excuse to go to Vegas. I love it. I don't even know we'd make it to the game. Well, we have to because we bet a lot of money on it. Theoretically. Ah, Yes. Fuck yeah. I can't wait for fucking fall. (laughs) This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 